Film Camp, the podcast where two friends gather by the fire from their fun film perspectives. I'm Jane. And I'm Luke. And today we're talking about A Simple Favor. I'm very excited. I've been wanting to see this one for a while, and I heard such, like, wildly different things. I had no idea what to expect. A Simple Favor was directed by Paul Feig, written by Jessa, or Jessica Scheimer. Uh, it was released in 2018 and stars Anna Kendrick, Blake Lively, and Henry Golding. Mm-hmm. So all I knew about this movie going in is Blake Lively looks amazing in it, and she wears so many like uh, impeccable suits, which are just so fun. Um, and then I had heard there was like uh, sort of I, a drama's the wrong word, but like uh, kind of like two camps in the queer community of like some people being like oh this super gay vibes and then some people being like actually it's like queer baby and not good um and actually watching the film i just got that blake lively's character was legitimately queer and that's just kind of the end of that you know what i mean Mm -hmm. what did you think of like that aspect of it uh I thought it was like a little queer baby. Oh yeah. Like I wouldn't have, I like it never bothered me or anything. I was like, oh, she's, like it felt very last minute. Really, it didn't feel last minute to me because it was a consistent aspect of her character throughout. No, you're right. I meant. I guess I'm thinking more of it between her and Anna Kendrick. Yeah. That particular one, I was like, this felt like a very last minute idea. Uh, the rest of it, uh, particularly with the painter girl, I liked that aspect. Mm-hmm. It's like a good way to throw twists and turns around. Yeah. But yeah. I don't know. It just felt uh, genuine to me. I don't know. I feel, I feel like Blake Lively's character was just like pan or bi and she would consistently use her sexuality to manipulate people. So I just felt like she would consistently do that with everyone, you know? Mm-hmm. I, I kind of got that. It was more my issue was just the Anna Kendrick thing came out of nowhere. It was Anna Kendrick's side. What Anna Kendrick thing? What are you talking Blake about? Blake Lively's character felt very uh, different. What Anna Kendrick thing? What are you talking about? Like how they very suddenly at the end were like somewhat romantically into each other. They were? Yeah, she said that and they kissed. And they kissed? They kissed. That wasn't at the end, that was a flashback. I know, they show it at the end though of the movie. Oh, okay. That was a flashback, but that was Blake Lively kissing her after hitting on her. And then Anna Kendrick doesn't really know what to do with that. So that felt very genuine to me. Of uh, it was okay. just I can see that. I Blake can Lively see that. hitting on her. I can see that. Okay. Anyway, so <laughs> the film, it I it's so interesting because I had heard kind of like I don't know. I'd heard that maybe the plot was like dumb or like the resolution was dumb, but I kind of enjoyed all of it. It really reminded me of like a Gone Girl, but with a completely different vibe and tone. Um, 
But yeah, I ended up enjoying it. I really liked the first two acts a lot. I thought they were up there with Gone Girl and like some good mystery movies. Mm -hmm. They had a great setup. They had a great second act where they were like exploring it. The third act, I thought, tripped a little. A little bit, yeah. Like I thought they were, they didn't seem to have the best, like I didn't like the wrap up as much as I would have wanted to like it. Um, which part of it didn't you like? Like the, the kind of like the story of what happened on paper or are you talking about like the very end dramatics with like the guns and everything? Uh, I think my problem comes where it starts with Anna Kendrick and Blake Lively. I know they have character names, but I'm just going to call them Anna Kendrick and Blake Lively. Yeah. I don't remember their names. I think Emma, I think... Like, We're not very really good at remembering movie. characters' actual names. Eh, it's fine. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Anna Kendrick and Blake Lively, when they meet at the grave site, I think that's where my problems begin, because it was mm-hmm. just like, this seems a little... That's fair. That's, that's totally fair. I agree with and you. And then they that. started, like, layering plot under plot mm-hmm. under... Lot. No, I agree with you. And, it, like, it characters gets, were betraying each other all the time. It gets a little and messy it was, there. It was too much. I um, it was too much for this movie, and maybe a stronger creative team, like a stronger writer or a stronger director, or someone mm-hmm. else would have been able to do it right. But this team couldn't, so they shouldn't have done that. Yeah, I get, I get what you mean. I uh, yeah, part of that that also bothered me. So. The crux of this film is um, Anna Kendrick is a single mom who has some very intense hidden baggage, but uh, her brother, <laughs> half-brother, and who we find out later she's kind of in love with, slash maybe is the father of her child, uh, and her husband, um, it's kind of implied her husband killed both of them on purpose by crashing his car and they both died. Very intense, right? But since then, mm. Anna Kendrick has been um, a single mom. She has one of those, like, mommy blogs that are very, like, oh, arts and crafts and baking and stuff like that. Um, Can so, I just say yeah, uh, a huge com- kudos to Anna Kendrick. That, by most actresses, would make the character unlikable for the rest of the movie. Like, you wouldn't have been able to redeem a character who did that most of the time. Mm. Like, you wouldn't be able to see past it. It would have been too distracting. But I think she acts the movie so well that you don't, like, you can still root for her after you're like, that's kind of disgusting. Yeah. I don't know. I was on Tumblr in the 2010s, so fictional incest has really just become normal for me. Which isn't good. I've just seen it so much at this point. I'm like, yeah, I guess so. Might as well. Mm-hmm. Like, <laughs> okay, that's... I guess that's fair. <laughs> I I more think coming from a perspective, like, that could have easily been, like, so overbearing to the character. Mm, yeah. That, like, you couldn't see anything else. But yeah. she does a good job letting you get past it yeah with their performance yeah 
it also they, they also kind of developed this interesting through line. I don't know if you noticed this because she slept with her half brother after her dad's funeral. Um, like literally right after the funeral, and then she sleeps with Blake Lively's husband on the night of her funeral. So it's kind of like a weird through line that funerals make her make bad sexual decisions. <laughs> <laughs> it is a it's an interesting grieving process for yeah. sure. Yeah. Honestly though, was... weirdly common. Like I've heard of this being a thing quite frequently. It's like, you know, it's some it's like a weird reaction to death. You're like you like need to do something to prove you're alive. It's like a it's a it's a legitimate thing that like people go through. Um, Mm -hmm. anyway, so Anna Kendrick, very like mommy blog, kind of like cheery, bubbly personality. And then she meets, but she doesn't really have any other, that many friends, especially because the other parents at her school kind of think she's like an overachiever and kind of annoying. So (laughs) she doesn't have that many friends. And then her son makes friends with Blake Lively's son. And Blake Lively is immediately sort of this mythical figure, but also not. Like, because she obviously wants herself to be presented as a mythical figure, but there's also so much very obvious baggage. And it's like, she doesn't try to hide it. Um, So it's like, it's one of those things, you know something weird is up with her right away, and you know she's not necessarily trustworthy. Um, mm-hmm. but you kind of like her despite that. Like, you can see how they ended up being friends, despite that Blake Lively is literally made of red flags. Um, but it's like, being made of red flags is kind of exciting and fun, especially if you're very bored and lonely, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, they end up becoming really close friends. And then Blake Lively's like, hey, can you pick up my kid from school? And then she disappears. So it's kind of our start of the mystery of, like, where did she go? What's going on with that? Blarty blar. Ooh, also side note was Blake Lively's husband um, is played by the guy from Crazy Rich Asians. Henry Golding? I really like him. Wait. Henry Golding, didn't you say he wrote the film or something? No. Okay. Jessica Scheiser <laughs> wrote the film. I don't know how I can use those two names. Um, I really like Henry Golding, and I'm excited to see him in more. And I had literally no idea he was in this movie. So I'm just excited to see him and stuff. Especially because the only thing I had seen him in and I, I didn't actually see him in it but saw the trailers for was that uh christmas movie with amelia clark last christmas and i just thought that movie looked so dumb so i had no interest in seeing that movie so i'm i was very pleasantly surprised to see him and i think it made me way more invested in that character than i would have been just because i like that actor yes also he is like so hot yeah, he's very Like, how attractive. you feel about Blake Lively in this movie, that's how I felt about, felt about Henry Golding this whole movie. Yeah, he's very attractive. And it's just, it's so, um, un, it's so refreshing and unfortunately unique for us to see sort of, like, lead Asian men be in, like, these mm-hmm. very, like, 
smoking hot, like, attractive, desirable roles. Yes, and Henry Golding has made most of his career at this point off of playing, like, the handsome leading man. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I don't know that much about his career. I only know the three films and then Snake Me too. Eyes well, I think it's out. just getting started because wasn't Crazy Rich Asians, like, one of his first movies? Uh, yeah, that was, like, his first movie. Exactly. And he's done a little bit of TV before that. Yeah, but, so like, he's, like, little. he's, like, just starting out. But, yeah. Um, but he did have a movie that came out this year mm-hmm. called Snake Eyes. Yeah. And, like, it's hard to judge box office numbers under the pandemic. Mm-hmm. But even when you count for every possible notion... Uh, the movie just underperformed everywhere. So I don't... I think his strength is in these types of roles. Like, endearing husband, male romantic leads. Mm-hmm. I don't want to comment on this, because Luke already knows I heavily disagree with his assumptions of box office and what they Critics mean. Critics and audiences also hated it. Yeah, but that doesn't mean that he's, like, a bad actor or a bad lead just because there's one bad movie oh yay (laughs) (laughs) he uh anyway so he's also an important character so when blake lively disappears um anna kendrick's kind of like stuck taking care of her kid i say stuck like she's very loving to the kid but you know if someone is like hey pick up my kid from school you're not expecting to look after him for like three days uh (laughs) and um yeah, so she ends up, like, calling the husband, and they together are kind of, like, working with taking care of their kids and trying to find Blake Lively, and um, this is kind of the start of their romance, which I actually really liked. It's, again, seems pretty common. You know what it kept reminding me of? Um, Shania Twain and how... Her husband cheated on her with her best friend. And then her and her best friend's husband ended up getting married because they were both grieving. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. No, that's a, that's also what I thought of. It is? That's so funny. Yeah. Yeah, so it comes across it, it, as very, like, it, it could be kind of, it could very easily feel forced or, like, surprising. But it felt like like it made sense. Like, I was still like, oh, no, what are you doing? Mm-hmm. But I also was like, this is reasonable. This yeah. is like a reasonable reaction because the two of you have been together helping each other through this. Yeah. And it's very, like, it's one of those things that's, like, kind of, I mean, okay, since Blake Lively's not actually dead. Yeah. If I was her, I'd be pissed off. But if she was dead... <laughs> It's one of those things where it's like, you know, maybe that seems a little fast, but also I get it, you know? And I don't think it makes either of them, like, bad people. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So, this, I really like this part, too, because we kind of start this interesting, it's an interesting vibe where, like, because uh, Blake Lively has disappeared, and then they, uh, well, first, Anna Kendra kind of starts a 
missing person search sort of thing, especially with her mommy blog. She kind of like is telling her audience about it and people are like becoming really interested, which I actually really liked. One of, we always complain about how movies present the internet. That's accurate. Yeah, if some random mommy blogger with, like, you know, 100,000 viewers or something, if her friend went missing and, like, now she was part of an active investigation, yeah, she would get way more viewers because you'd be interested to see what the hell is going on. Also, I just appreciated that the view counts were so realistic in this show. I didn't even, like, I didn't even notice. I didn't even notice the like view how, counts. Like, the, they recently rebooted the iCarly show. Yeah. Uh. And the one thing that bothered me so much about it was they were like, okay, a show that hasn't been on air for a while wasn't relevant. Okay, guys, we only started with like 20,000 views in our first day. Why are we so far behind? Yeah. And I'm like, oh my gosh, that's so good. Yeah. And like, <laughs> they were like a million subs and stuff. I don't know. This The thing I just noticed, I'm like, okay, these are realistic numbers for what this content is. Yeah. Someone Googled this. That's good. I haven't, uh, I didn't, I didn't even notice the numbers, but that's awesome. Yeah. So they really like had a far better handle on how blogging would work in real life, which is funny because it's not even like, it's part of Anna Kendrick's character and they kind of use it as a storytelling mechanism, which I liked. Uh, but it's not like, a, it's a relatively small part of the movie. But anyway, so with the but help. it's consistent. At it's least. consistent. Like it is it a is. part of her still. It is, yeah. Like, it's obviously something she does, you know? Um, so it's like we it's keep like coming. It's like her job. Exactly. We keep coming back to it no matter what else is going on. Um, so uh, she uh, had told everyone, like, what car Blake Lively had rented and stuff, and she got um, an email from someone saying, oh, I saw this really beautiful woman in the car, like, around this area, and that helped um, everyone in the police uh, find what they think is Blake Lively's body in a lake. Um, So, now she's, like, confirmed dead. So that's another thing, it's like, it's not like they are falling in love and, like, gallivanting around while Blake Lively's, like, missing, you know? It's like she's dead. Like, they saw her body, you know? Yes. Um, what was my point? Oh, yeah, okay. So, after they find her dead and they, like, have the funeral and, and Anna Kendrick's kind of naturally falling into sort of the role of housewife, which is kind of what she's already done for herself, um, with her mommy blog stuff, um, and uh, she is, there's this really sweet scene. I actually love this scene. Like, it, um, I don't know. It's almost like, it's, it's, they really put care into showing Anna Kendrick is a good mom, and, like, it. they didn't need to do that for this story, but I appreciate that they did, you know? It, like, adds extra sort of flavor, I guess. Because um, her son and, like, Lively's mom, uh, son, not her mom, her son gets, get, get into a fight because her son's upset that his mom died. Um, and then uh, they go to, like, break up their kids fighting and the husband guy kind of gets, like, mad and, like, he's not really dealing with it very well. And, like, Anna Kendrick, like, gets them to, like, leave. And she's just sitting with the little boy. And it's like, yeah, 
you know, it sucks. We'll just hang out for a while, you know? Um, and I really liked, I really appreciated that scene. It was very, like, genuine. Mm-hmm. I liked how, again, it goes into the char- type of character that she is. Yeah. She's a good mom who really likes to explore how to be a good mom. Yeah. Which makes sense then, like, why she would start a blog about being a good mom. Yeah. Like, it, it all ties into the character. And it was appreciated that she was, like, good at other things, but, like, they constantly showed she's a really good mom. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, right. Ugh, I keep losing my point. My point is, <laughs> then we sort of have this interesting sequence, which is, like, uh, so her and the, the husband sleep together at the end of the funeral, um, they've kind of been getting closer throughout this whole process, so it's not it's not really a surprise. And so, like, they're kind of a thing, right? And then he's, he's like, falling in love with her, especially because uh, Blake Lively had so much. She wasn't a very warm person, and she was very manipulative, which we'll see more of later. Um, but Anna Kendrick, in comparison, is... is I don't know, just very different. And I can see why he would fall in love with her in this circumstance. Um, so he wants her to move in. She says that she loves him too. But they kind of have an issue with later because then later both of the women act like he's just chopped liver. And it's like, you guys are both very into him recently. He didn't really do that much wrong, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> I feel like the film at one point is just like, ugh, that asshole. And I'm like, but I just, I think he's the victim in most of this, to be honest. Like... <laughs> Well, I'll I'll get to that at the end. Okay. I have a whole thing about that. Oh, yeah? <laughs> okay. Um. Anyway, so he gets her to move in, and now they're, like, this big happy family. And, like, there's this eerie feeling of Anna Kendrick, like, taking over her life. Almost, like, if we hadn't have been there in the beginning when they became friends, and we knew that that was all genuine, it would have felt like she did this all on purpose, like... <laughs> It was kind of like that movie, uh, The Roommate, which I never saw, but it's like this girl comes like obsessed with this girl and she wants to take over her life. Very those sort of vibes, but you know, because you were there, that it basically all happened by accident, but you still have like the eerie feeling. Mm-hmm. And there's this one scene where she take Anna Kendrick takes out all the clothing um, in Blake Lively's closet and then brings in her clothing and then all the clothing is back and that doesn't really make sense yeah that's kind of the beginning where the twists become too twisty for their own good like it that would make more sense if it was in anna kendrick's head like it was a nightmare she had because she feels Uh like blake lively's still like around um because in the midst of her kind of moving in Blake Lively's son's like, oh, I saw my mom at school. And they're like, no, you didn't. And she's dead. And then they're like, no, we did. <laughs> and then uh, Anna Kendra keeps seeing, like, hints that she's still around. Like, she finds the friendship bracelet that she gave her. And um, then Blake Lively straight up starts threatening her and sending her mail and, like, calling her. Uh, so uh then so this is when anna kendrick's like okay fuck i think she's alive and she's mad at me because i'm living in her house and living with her husband um and she like goes to the husband and is like oh i'm freaking out and this is the only perceived bad thing 
I can think of that this guy did. I mean, it's implied that he's maybe being romantically inappropriate with, like, someone he's working with. But that's, like, never confirmed. So just, like, maybe that's happening. Um, And he's just like, oh, it's you're probably just stressed out. Like, don't worry about it. He kind of, like, dismisses her, which makes her really mad for, like, the rest of the movie, which I get. But also, at this point, like, he was certain she was dead. So it's like, I get both sides. Yeah, it's very... I I understand his perspective, which helps a lot in his character arc. Yeah. Because, again, they have a body. Yeah. Which like, he saw, a, too. Like, he was there. <laughs> red flag. Like, there's a body there. Yeah. So, yeah. But, um, also, like, Blake Lively calls Anna Kendrick, and she doesn't call him. So, like, Anna Kendrick also is like, I talked to her on the phone. Like, I didn't make that up. Um. Mm-hmm. So, this is when Anna Kendrick gets into her big, like, mystery deduction phase which was really enjoyable and i was nervous i was thinking exactly of the woman in the window because i was like this better this is fun but this better go somewhere um and it did go somewhere so that was exciting (laughs) they actually like had like the mystery was an actual mystery for a while Yeah. yeah it wasn't like woman in the window uh it wasn't like Woman in the Window where uh, the very obvious person who did it did it. Yeah, it was like um, it starts off where so uh, we, we've kind of like learned over t- uh, Anna Hendrick talking to the husband. That's, of course, if we assume that the husband's telling the truth, which I think I do, honestly, but you could argue against that if you wanted to. Um, that Blake Lively is kind of like a compulsive liar and she lied about a lot of stuff that she had told Anna Kendrick and us as extension. Um, and so she had had this like nude painting of herself in the living room. And, uh, when Anna Kendrick was moving it, she, it, it, she like took it out of the frame or something and she saw a signature and it said like Diana or something like that. And Blake Lively, her story about it had been that this like man had painted it and he was like an asshole. So she stole the painting, whatever. Um, so I really liked that that was such a small clue, but Anna Kendrick was like, this girl knows something then. Um, mm-hmm. And she immediately, like, drives to New York, was it, to talk to um, the painter, which was, uh, wh- who's that actress? Leah Car- Carletti or Carnetti? Linda Carletti. Yeah, who I love. I just like seeing her in things. Yes, I always like seeing her in stuff. Yeah, so she was playing, like, a lesbian painter, which, again, this is her and Blake Lively had been in sort of, like, a relationship, and Blake Lively became her muse, and that, like, fucked over her career because no one else liked what she was doing. (laughs) But, like, she couldn't paint anything else, which I thought was kind of funny because it's, like, not, that's not, like, that's not really Blake's fault. Um... But it's just, like, I don't know, sort of an interesting thing. But she didn't end up, like, stealing a bunch from her. So that is her fault. Yeah. It was also, I thought it was a good idea that the reason she stole this painting uh, was only because it had her face on it. Yeah. 
Yeah. So that's a thing we kind of established earlier, too, is that, like, she, Blake Lively's character would not let anyone take her picture, and she was super-duper intense about it. Um, which is interesting, because as, when, when Anna Kendrick is at this painter's house, she gets the name that Blake Lively was using in New York, which was different from Emily. I think it was Claudia. Um, I don't remember. Oh, yeah. The painter gives her a t-shirt, which was for this, like, Christian camp. And that's, like, our next clue. So she goes down to the Christian camp, and she uh, is, like, pretending she wants her kid to go there. And there's, like, all these uh, photos. And this is, I guess, why she didn't want her photo. This is a bit of, like, kind of a problem with movie making in general, in that the twins who are supposed to be Blake Lively and her sister do not look enough like Blake Lively that if you saw a picture of her, you'd be like, oh, those are the same people. Yes, I but agree that's with like, that entirely. I was I, like, why are we looking at these two girls? Yeah, I don't and know I how. And I was like, oh, obviously they're going to like show the name Blake Lively or something there. Yeah, we're supposed to infer that she recognizes her, but like, I don't know. They would have had to like CGI de-age Blake Lively to like fix that. Or get someone who looks exactly like her. So that's, like, sort of a problem with movie making. Um, yeah, I would have just de-aged her or got actual Blake Lively photos. Maybe they did. That would have been fun, Blake Lively photos. No, that was not Blake Lively. Um, yeah. But yeah, so we're supposed to infer that uh, Anna Kendrick recognizes these two random blonde twins. Um yeah, and so those have, like, their real names, and I guess, did did the camp have her address? How did she find her mom's address? Uh, the name was on the back, and the last name was on oh. the back, so she just called all the last names in the area. Nice. So she got one. Because mm-hmm. she had the list of names, she crossed them off. Yeah. Um. So, at this point, too... Literally, like, right after the husband was like, oh, I, you should just go take a Valium and calm down. It's probably fine. She got, she, like, never really forgives him. Like, she's kind of pissed with him t- from then on. Which is interesting, because she did say she loved him. Not very much earlier. And then that's just kind of, like, it's kind of interesting, because the film kind of acts like, for how well they built it up, uh, they they act like it wasn't that big of a deal from, like, then on. And it's like, okay, that's kind of there. It felt like a bigger deal than this, you know? Uh-huh. Yeah, like, it should have been a bigger deal. And so Anna Kendrick breaks in, or doesn't break in. She sneaks her way into what are Blake Lively's parents. Her well, mom. just her mom, because her dad's dead. Uh-huh. And uh, she pretends to clean for a bit. She has a funny joke where she says, it's not lying if I actually clean. Yeah. And then uh, she tri- she talks to the mom for a bit and finds out more about the daughters. Basically, uh, Blake Lively and her twin sister had were rough growing up. Yeah. Um, you get a peek into their childhood, which wasn't good. Um, which, you know, you kind of knew before because people don't really run around and change their name. Like Blake Lively's character has been doing for like Bunsies. Um, uh, yeah, and then 
So they they kind of you get the heavy implications of, of what would have been a very bad childhood for Blake and her sister. And then there is talk of a burnt like wing of the house or fire. And we find out that the twins had set fire to like part of the house, which I think ended up killing their dad, right? Yes. Because the dad was super awful to them. Yeah. Growing up. Um and then they ran away basically. So uh Anna Kendrick at this point has successfully like identified Blake Lively's real identity and she posts this mommy vlog where she's kind of talking about things and puts in a whole bunch of clues to let Blake Lively know that she knows who she is, which is interesting too cuz now we're kind of like in a well, we're kind of like they're like enemies now basically. This made sense emotionally, especially cuz a lot of what we heard from the husband has put Blake Lively's character into a much worse light than she was in before. Um like there's an example where Blake Lively, according to the husband, if you decide to believe him, which I think I do, um had stolen his mom's ring and then basically she like showed him the ring on the plane kind of like oh look i found it but then when he was like oh we have to give it back she was just like no and was very very manipulative and i would say like abusive towards him it was very like emotionally abusive and manipulative like it's me or your mom and then would like kind of give him these very intense ultimatums and then immediately be like, okay, now go have sex with me. Just very intense, not good relationship, which also makes me feel really bad for him later. I feel like that kind of aspect is never really acknowledged um, that he was coerced into just a lot of the relationship, it seems. Um, but anyway, uh, so that was a, that made, Blake's character looks like a very bad person. Um, and then, like, a few other stories as well. So, we she's kind of come from, even though they were best friends, she now feels like a lot of their friendship was, like, a lie. And she doesn't think she's, like, a good person anymore. Yes. It, Anna Kendrick's clearly, like, upset. Yeah. At her. But doesn't quite know how to deal with it. Yeah. But she's letting her know, through her vlog now, that... Like, I know who you are, and I know your real identity, which she knows is going to piss her off. Uh, and it does. So this is when we get the reveal that Blake Lively is for real alive. Because I guess they were, like, kind of maybe trying to be like, oh, maybe she's not. But, like, you knew she was. Yes. And uh, basically, this is where they meet at the grave, and Blake Lively tells her the whole plan. Uh, she has some manipulated audio oh, wait. from yeah, her Yeah, because before they do that, because that's, she does it again. Before they do that, she contacts her husband. She, well, she tricks him into going to a meeting. That's actually with her when he thinks it's going to be with somebody else. And then she pulls a gun on him. Again, super fucking intense. Gets him to be like, oh, I never loved her or whatever. You know, he's saying anything she wants to hear because she's literally pointing a gun at him. She pulls the trigger and then it's not loaded. But she pulls the trigger, so he thinks he's going to die for a second. Um, and then she's like, you know, it's her or me. And then she's like, okay, go have sex with me in the bathroom. Very, again, I feel bad for this dude. Yeah. 
And then she plays the audio. She kind of gets Anna, Ken- Anna Kendricks to work with her to but, bring him down yeah, for all this. So I agree. I found this this uh, cemetery scene very confusing. And I didn't like it particularly. Because first of all, the audio... So the audio Blake Lively has isn't particularly convincing. Like, he does sound under duress. Like, <laughs> it's not really the type of conversation you would have not under duress. Because Blake Lively's story is like, oh, he was in on it the whole time. It was his idea to have me fake my death for, for the money, um, for the insurance money, you know? And, but the, the, <laughs> the conversation's like, do you love her? And he's like, no, I never loved her. <laughs> like. It was very like, why would she be asking him this, these things if this was their plan together? You know what I mean? Um, uh-huh. So I thought it, I I didn't, I just thought Anna Kendrick wasn't going to believe her. Because it was, it was also a thing um, that they kind of had established through the movie that they could tell that one the other one was lying. Um, like earlier when Anna Kendrick was telling Blake Lively about the brother situation, she was like, Oh, we only kissed. And Blake Lively was like, No, you didn't. You fucked him. And then in this story, Blake Lively's talking about how her, um, so her twin sister, they had split ways after the fire, um, because people were looking for them together. And her sister got into heroin specifically and kind of. She, like, never came back. They were supposed to meet up again, and she never did. So she finally contacted Blake and um, was extorting her for a million dollars. Or she was going to go to the cops and tell them, you know, that they killed their dad because she didn't have anything to lose. Um, And we know, as an audience, that uh, Blake doesn't have that money. She's been talking about how in bad financial state they are this whole time even though they have like very fancy looking things um so uh blake ends up drowning her in the lake so she's telling anna kendrick i couldn't yeah sorry for the drowning i couldn't quite i couldn't quite figure out the logistics of how she drowned her yeah i don't understand that either because couldn't she just as easily pull her down like i if Blake Lively was either standing on the water underneath, yeah, but they're the same height, yeah. So like, she's either standing and holding her down, but it looked like she was bobbing. Yeah, I've and seen. So, uh, I feel like I've the seen the other girl. It's like bobbing up and down, getting air, and like, like how is Blake Lively holding her down while swimming still? Like yeah. that's really hard. Yeah, I don't understand. I, I feel don't know like how she's doing this. I feel like I've seen that in other movies though, but and I don't understand it any time. Like I don't get how it works. I but, I will say though, she was definitely high or under some type of substance. Yeah, that's the only thing I can so think is I'll that just, she would be I'll, like less coordinated. Wasn't a huge deal. <laughs> wasn't like a huge deal, but I did notice it and it distracted me from the murder. So I'm like, this is just a very ineffective murder. Um, but yeah, she kills her sister. Not like, like she's not the most evil person ever. Like you can understand, and she feels she's very sad about it. You know, it's not like she's like Disney villain. You're like, because her sister was trying to like extort her. Her sister was being an asshole. Like you get it, but it's still you know don't kill people. Um, yes. <laughs> 
And, um, but she's telling Anna Kendrick, like, oh, she just accidentally drowned, like, in the river, whatever. And Anna Kendrick's like, no, she didn't. You killed her. So they had established that they can kind of see through when the other one's leaving stuff out. So I was shocked that apparently Anna Kendrick took this audio well enough, like, genuinely enough that she then helped Blake Lively set up her husband. Because that's what she did, right? She, like, put files on his computer. She helped set him up, but I also, I don't know if she believed it or if she was, like, planning a triple cross. Yeah, like that. she was planning. That like, was weird. Like, specifically, the, 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 this, the scene at the cemetery and then the, the action of putting the files on the computer that would then get him arrested doesn't make any sense. And then with everything that follows, too, very confusing. Like, I don't know what happened there either. Yeah, I was. That's the thing is that if everyone was betraying each other so much at this point that yeah. I couldn't keep up. But also, and then I got confused. Also, at the uh, cemetery is also when we have this big turn on the husband character, where Blake Lively is like, "I don't care about him," and she's like, "I don't care about him either." And it's like, you don't. You were in love with him five seconds ago. Like, I think it would have been stronger if Anna Kendrick and him actually had a very genuine like. I think she was in love with him, though. I think she was just uh, trying to manipulate her. But then she puts the files on his computer. And they break up at the end of the movie. Yeah, but I think that that was all part of, like, the double crossings, triple crossings messiness. You think, okay, you think the files was part of the plan? I think Anna Kendrick planned for all, like, was planning, this is what, like, Lively wants to happen. So this is what I'm going to do to help like help myself take her down i don't know if that makes sense like i i I know that's my problem that might be what the movie's doing but yeah that i don't know if that makes sense because she does stuff too like she the the guy tries to like go to her house and she's like get out of here you're you're you murdered your wife like i don't trust you you know that's the thing is like everyone just is it are we implying so are we implying that Blake willing Lively willing to betray each other that I was like I don't know who's working with who yeah but like, I don't like it because I I don't like it yeah it's not like it's a fun I don't know what's going on it's a I genuinely don't understand yeah no I agree with you I don't really understand what happened there either um because then so they they put files on his computer which made him look guilty i don't even know what files they put on there they were just like oh the files (laughs) i think they were like uh uh like i here's my insurance fraud confession (laughs) thing which is always like you would be a little suspicious that he just kept it but oftentimes criminals are dumb so fine um yeah, they, like, they, shoot. Okay, so then, yeah, the police are all at his office, and then they arrest him. But then he's just, like, out later, so I don't know. I guess they let you go. He got pro- or he got his, uh, pro- bail. Bail? Yeah, okay, so he goes back Which, to Which, I don't know how he could afford bail. Yeah. If they're this much in debt, but whatever. So he goes back to his house, and, um... Blake Lively's there, dressed up as, like, a 60s housewife. Which I also really liked, because it was kind of, like her emulating Anna Kendrick's character in a in sort of a mocking way you know like she's like oh this is what you wanted kind of thing but it's also very gloaty like very gone girl where she's like I'm 
gonna get you arrested for all this stuff, you know? Yes. Um, right, because Blake Lively had also, like, right before this, she had given herself a black eye, again, gone girl, and, like, gone into the police, and she's like, oh, he's abusive, and that's why I ran away, so people know she's alive now. Yes. So she's back at the house, and she's gloating, and, like, manipulating her husband again. Again, I feel bad for this guy. He didn't do anything to deserve this much bullshit. Anyway, and Anna Kendrick comes in with a gun. Which, and I don't... They talk for a while. Yeah, she's, like, what? threatening them and, like, running, like, pointing it at them. I don't think... Like, I, I never thought that that was a real situation. It wasn't believable that Anna Kendrick was at that point that she would just want to kill both of them. Yes, for me which at was kind of a problem as well. Anna Kendrick is just a little too likable to be a murderer. <sighs> yeah, and she wasn't, she was never like so out of her mind, even just like emotionally, that you would be like, oh yeah, she's about to snap. Like she never seemed like she was about to snap, you know? Yes, uh, they needed to make her go a little more mad before this would happen, but whatever. It's shown, she shoots Henry Golding, it's shown to be a ruse. Blake yeah, Lively they were figured trying, that out really quickly. They were trying to, they had a wire and they were trying to get Blake Lively to admit she killed her sister, which I don't know why Anna Kendrick shooting her husband would make her admit that she killed her sister. Well, I think she wanted her to admit it to save the husband. Oh? Like, really? she did was, she, Anna did Kendrick she... would try and shoot him and Blake Lively would say, no, 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 I did this. It's not a very well-written conclusion. Okay. I think I follow a little better. Okay. Uh, yeah, the the ending's messy. But, um, yeah, so he, he wasn't actually shot. And then Blake Lively pulls out a real gun. And then she actually shoots him. Which, again, I feel very bad for him. Like, everyone's just ignoring him, too. And it's like, hello? You guys were, like, both obsessed with this dude like, five seconds ago. Um, and now he's just chopped liver, and he didn't do anything. <laughs> uh, so he's just slowly dying. We're ignoring him. And Anna Kendrick and Blake Lively are, like, kind of threatening each other, but they do have a really cute... I really liked it that they had this conversation about how they were best friends. And they, like, both felt that. I like that in the middle of this, like, intense threatening situation. Yeah. It was cute. I liked that, too. It was, like, kind of a, yeah, they were good friends. Yeah. Um, uh, and then Anna Kendrick reveals she was secretly broadcasting it on her vlog the whole time with the mommy camera. Yeah. And Blake Lively's like, <gasps> so she... and she tries to run away Yeah. in, like, absurd heels to run away in. Yeah. So she's going very slow. And, and then uh, she gets hit by a car. This is, this is the worst part of the movie for me. What? When she gets hit by the car? She, she's hit by a car that... Uh, driven by Darian, yeah. who is such a non-entity in the movie that we never even talked about in this whole podcast. Yeah. And they were like, haha, this is very satisfying. And it's like, it really was Yeah, not. it was kind of weird when was he like was such... like, 
You... He was just kind of like the obnoxious gay character dad. Yeah. Mom, the no, whole movie. The, the line, like, if you mess with one of the mommies, you mess with all. That was a weak line. But I didn't mind her getting hit by the car because I really liked that the, the cops are coming behind him, which I feel like you'd be getting trouble for hitting someone with a car, even if they were, like, maybe not if they were holding a gun. I don't know. I don't know the law. Yeah, there was legal questions there, too. But, but the cops are coming, and more, Blake Lively's still more trying. in general, it just, like, even if he was in on it, like, she asked him, be there with your car, ready to go. Yeah. Like, to stop her if she tries to get out. Then it would have made more sense. But, like, it just felt so very much like, haha, his story arc is finished. And I was just going, it started? Yeah. No, you're right. It, what they would have needed, because him and Anna Kendrick kind of had a bit of a conversation at the funeral where he's like, oh, I made these from your blog. And, like, because they all used to make fun of her and stuff. Like, if they had started even, like, a hint of a closer relationship after that, then this would have made more sense. Yes. But yeah, no, I agree with you. But I do really like the scene where Blake Lively just got hit by a car really badly and she's trying to, like, crawl away from the police because I really like Anna Kendrick's, like, oh, babe, no, you should... Yeah, you, you seem really hurt. I'm, like, worried about your knees. You should just stop. Like, she's trying to help her. And I thought that was really cute. And I liked Blake Lively's crawl because she was, like... She was not used to losing. She yeah. had no idea how to process this. Yeah, she was. So she just refused to. Yeah, she's like not. It's like I haven't up. lost. I'm just. Which I liked because I was very. She's just in like character. I'm set back. Yeah. Yeah, and then that was the the um the wrap up of the movie. Then we just kind of get like you know post credit text stuff, and it explains. I that... hated the post credit text. <sighs> oh yeah. I. <laughs> Like, not to sound overly bold, but I just utterly was like, this should either cut this and end it before mm-hmm. or show us this stuff. This text makes me feel like you were, you ran out of money while filming. So you're like, we'll just tell them the ending. You don't like post-credit text in general? I like post-credit text. I don't like it here. Because oh. it, I got the vibe right away. Oh, you ran out of money. Oh, Yeah. I didn't, I don't know, it didn't particularly bug me, but I definitely see where you're coming from. I didn't like, I don't know, I think I would have preferred if Anna Kendrick and the husband ended up together. Not in the way that the movie went down, just, but just because I felt the, the buildup of the connection was, like, really genuine, and then it was just, like, very suddenly not anymore. Yeah, I get that. I, I would have been happy if they were together, too, but I wasn't, like, offended they weren't. Yeah. Especially, like, how the film ended up wrapping up. But, yeah, I was I was yeah. impressed. I, I very much enjoyed the movie. Like, I'd probably watch it again. And I thought, from what I'd heard, I thought I probably wasn't going to like it. Huh. I enjoy a good murder mystery, so I had fun. Uh I just wish the ending was done a little stronger. Yeah, no, that's very fair. It gets... In a murder mystery, having a weak ending really hurts. Even, like, I thought for a but second... But that does give it credit to the first two acts, how even though the ending was as weak as it was, the it was still first two parts were so strong, Yeah, I could get over it. See, I thought for a second, for half a second, I thought at the graveyard that, like, maybe Anna Kendrick and Blake Lively were going to, like team up and run off together 
which would have been surprising. But even if they had, like, committed to that more than the weird, like, half whatever happened, that would have been more exciting. I just, it just needed to be different, or it needed more. Like, I don't have much to add about it, other than I just don't think it was very good. Although there was, I think maybe the reason the end credit text bothered me so much was they showed, like, Lively's, but they just told us Anna Kendrick's and Henry Golding's. Yeah, that's very fair. It would have been nice to have, like, because they could have done any of those with, like, one little visual scene. Like, yeah, it's not like these were very complicated stuff. Just so Anna Kendrick living at her home with a new, living at her home, which seems to be their home. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't know why I she got the understand, house. But whatever. Yeah. But have a scene showing her and him living, her and a boy living at the house with their son. And then cut to Henry Golding at the school with his son. Mm-hmm. And uh, then have a cut to Blake Lively in jail. Yeah. Be like, there's your ending. Okay, so uh, that wraps up today's episode at Friends at Film Camp. Thank you everyone for watching, and we'll see you next time at the campfire. <laughs> <laughs>